How is it going, guys? Welcome back to HQI Sports here on VIC Radio at noon. It is officially Halloween weekend. I hope you guys are enjoying your Halloween weekend, not going too crazy. Uh, Parker, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good, Josh. Uh, it's going to be a long weekend, a lot of stuff going on here on campus, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Not only is it Halloween weekend, one of the obviously one of the more fun, like fun times of the year. We got so much going on in the sports world. This is like one of the only times, you know, throughout the year that we got we got baseball going on right now. We got basketball going on, football, soccer, hockey. I mean, and even college basketball is going to be starting up next week. It is a, it's an absolute joy to be a sports fan right now. Ooh. Are you dressing up this year? I've got to ask. You got to dress up. You got to dress up. All right. Are you dressing up? Uh, I have a couple things I've been like pivoting between. I had right. to wear a suit for one of my classes, so I just put a like a devil head on top of that. Oh, and okay. Just rift with it. I got like I got like two things in mind. The main thing that I'm going for, uh, uh, that I'm like that I actually like spent like time on. I'm going, I'm, I'm going as you know Little Mac, the boxing character. Yeah. I'm going. I I. Oh, it, it's cool. That's I got I cool. got the gloves. I got the shorts. It looks it looks pretty good. I mean, obviously you can't we can't show you it, but. Trust me, it looks very good. I don't but know. We have we have a Twitter. We, we have a Twitter. We we, we, well, we'll we, we do. We I mean, if you guys want to see that, I'm absolutely. I'm hands down to put it on. You, you <laughs> gotta tweet it at us if you want to see. Justin if you want to see costume. me in a little Mac costume, go follow HQI Sports on Twitter. You, you, you will. I will post it in the in the either today or tomorrow. I promise. Uh, but what's what's edge get onto the show today? Because there is absolutely so much happening in the sports world. Starting off with the HQI headlines. Uh, let's start off with the Chicago Bulls and Patrick Williams Parker. Uh, Parker, uh, sorry, Patrick Williams. Uh, is set to have wrist surgery and expected to miss the rest of the regular season. In the regular season started like only a week ago. Uh, Williams hurt his wrist against the New York Knicks back on Thursday. Uh, this was Williams. This was a second. This is a second uh, career season. Uh, the former fourth overall pick, really, you know, looking like he was coming about. You know, getting into that starting lineup. You know, how is this going to affect the Chicago Bulls going forward? Do you think, Parker? Um. I don't know how big a deal this is. They have he obviously he's an important piece, but they have that. It's I, I call it like the medium three. It's not quite a big three, but they have. A so couple, it's the medium three. Yeah, I'm calling it the okay. medium three. Okay, they're the not, medium three. None of them are quite superstars. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. The, the best among them, obviously, being Zach. But um. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if this is a huge deal. I've definitely heard. Uh, if you were tuned in before, you heard the show before us calling the Bulls bit of a uh, bit of frauds. Um, so I don't buy too much into this. I think, uh, it's early in the season to say anything, uh, as ruining, ruinous for a team. So I think they just need to ride this out, um, see, m- maybe look at a trade. Yeah. But, um, their depth is, a, their depth isn't too much of a problem. They have a bunch of mediocre players. Their depth, well, well, here's where I'm thinking. Their depth overall is fine. Their depth in terms of front court isn't isn't all that great. I mean, they got Vucevic, who's a great player. Uh, they got Tony Brawley, who's a nice backup. But besides that, I mean, Elise Johnson, and then that's about it. So, I mean, I wouldn't be completely shocked if you if try to see a move here. I mean, whenever, whenever you lose a starter, and for a team that it started off well, I definitely think they're going to be wanting to, um, if someone can't replace them, you know, try to find someone else. Yeah, Obviously, though. I mean, going back to your about going back to your take about you didn't say the Bulls are frauds, but people are talking about the Bulls are frauds. I am indeed one of them. I'm not saying the Bulls are a bad team, but, I mean, one of the best teams in the East. Let's, let's slow your roll. Um, I mean, the Bulls, if they do continue to play well, um, I actually think we could see a move here. Maybe um, go grab, you know, a backup, a, a backup forward that, you know, a team's not using. I mean, I really don't think this is the end of the world for the Bulls, but I definitely think this is definitely – it's the first, like, major injury we've, we've had during the season, I would say. Yeah, that's fair. Um, 
Again, it's so early in the season that it's so hard to say any huge ramifications. Right. Uh, but the Bulls had such an aggressive offseason. It's clear that they want to be good this they're year. In, they're in win-now mode. They believe, oh, they believe the team and the players they have right now are maybe not the best in the East, but they, the, they can definitely compete with the best teams in the East. And maybe um, after this year, picking up maybe one more piece to go and you know attack the top-tier teams of the East, of the, you know, the Nets and the 76ers and Bucks, all those good teams. Honestly, but, record-wise, we're seeing a lot of teams that, that no one believed in coming off of last season, especially in the East, looking like absolute stars. I mean, yeah. I like, mean, we're, we're seeing the Hornets who missed the playoffs just barely, uh, the Heat who collapsed in the playoffs, uh, the Knicks who mm-hmm. um, the Knicks who looked Knicks, solid. The Knicks finished fourth, in, yeah. finished fourth in the East last season, but I mean they're looking yeah. they're looking pretty good right now. Um, that Knicks and Bulls game that I was just talking about was a phenomenal game, like yeah. absolutely phenomenal game. Uh, we finally saw RJ Barrett kind of show up, which was nice. Um, so yeah, Patrick Williams will be missing the rest of the season, and so far the NBA has been nothing but exciting so far. Uh, let's move on to though the NFL. Um, back on Thursday night, the Arizona Cardinals took Such their first game. very good game. But the Arizona, Arizona Cardinals did take their first loss of the season against Green Bay. Uh, everyone obviously the play the play of the game was that costly interception that Kyler Murray threw uh, with like 20 seconds left on the clock. Um, AJ Green looking just completely confused on what the on what the play was. Uh, yeah. Whether it was a run play or pass play, doesn't matter now. The Cardinals uh, now lose that game, making them giving them the first loss of the season. Uh, how? What would you kind of say? Like, was this more of the Packers, you know, stepping up when they needed to be, and you know, winning this game, or the Cardinals kind of throwing this game away? This was. Uh, I, I don't. There's not a doubt in my mind about this. This was just a huge win for the Packers. Huge uh, win for the Packers. I think. Okay. I think this was. I think this was a statement win for the Packers. I don't hold this too much to bear against Arizona. I would be so much more concerned if they hadn't lost a game. Uh, especially if they won this and it had been a more ugly game. I think that this was huge seeing, uh, as someone who is like pulling for Carolina to continue to have a very good season, I don't want them to win at all because, you know, I have my own team. But I want to see them continue to do well because they're so fun to watch. Right. So I liked seeing that they can generate a truly good, explosive run game. All of their touchdowns were rushing. Um, now, I don't like seeing Kyler Murray throw two picks. But that and said, no touchdowns, right? But that with a good run game, that's like, that's forgivable. Mm. Um, but I don't know how to feel about. I, I think it was. A, I think Green Bay's secondary is better than people give it credit for. Us, okay, because um, they're missing Jair, so a lot of people counted them out. Um, and I think Eric, was Eric Stokes hurt or did he play? I'm not sure. Um, okay, I not, could look it up. I could look it up right now. It's not a huge deal, but the Green Bay secondary is better than I was giving it credit for. Okay, their defense as a whole has definitely taken a big step up from last year. I think they added a new defensive coordinator after the yeah. NFC Championship game. Um, so I really, I don't hold this too much to bear against the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. I think this was a big win for Green Bay, showing that they can be strong enough defensively against probably the most. Uh, explosive offensive team in the league right now uh, okay well here's here's what here's what i would say i definitely am not i mean kyler there's no one can argue kyler did not have a great game that oh on no, Thursday night. no he like, wasn't special but no he was like because Ky- kyler's been playing at an mvp level pretty much all season oh, yeah. like and what we saw from Thursday night was nothing like it wasn't even close to what i've seen seen him do this season that's fair but just to address the question head on whether the packers uh won it or the cardinals blew it there's no way that I can that I, like the Cardinals gave away this game. AJ Green gave away this game. I mean, Kyle Murray threw the ball, but I mean the the Cardinals were inside the ten, I believe. Oh, they yeah. were right there, and with, it was with, second and goal. They, with, tw- they had with twenty seconds, and the offense was moving. I mean, you got Kyler Murray, who's one of the most like deadly weapons in the in the entire NFL. It's very similar to Lamar. Like 
if they just run like if they utilize Comrie's legs in those short in those short yardage red zone situations, I mean, I mean, I I mean, I don't I don't really understand the play call to be honest. I think they should. Oh, it was I, um, I, like yeah. I think they should have ran something different, but. I mean, I believe it was. I believe it was a play action pass. So I think they were trying to catch Green Bay. Either, off guard. either way, I mean, the Packers were incredibly lucky to win this game. They were incredibly lucky. I mean, seriously, they, like they were. They were pretty much done. I mean, because the Cardinals either kick a field goal there and go to overtime, yeah, or they just win the game right there. There, there was almost no situation that the Packers could have just outright won that game right there. It's crazy. Well, I, I kind of want to give credit. Yeah. Yes. Uh, AJ AJ Green made that mistake. That was big. Kyler Murray made. I don't think that was a bad throw. I think that. I well, think, but well, I think it was, it was a, a mis- very... it was a miscommunication. Yes. So we, we yeah. And a lot of that could be to bear on what we've been harping on this uh, since we've been on air, which is uh, Cliff Kingsbury might be a, might be the problem. Um, he's, but he's I wouldn't, looked better okay, this year. So right. I wouldn't. I would hesitate to say that Cliff Kingsbury is the problem. I would just say Cliff Kingsbury is not the solution That's when you fair. when you face these sort of challenges. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I want to give a lot of credit to Rasul Douglas. Um, okay, that was a, I was going to I was going to talk that about was a, just... that was an amazing game icing uh, game icing interception. Yes, um, off of a throw that I didn't expect to be picked. Uh, if you looked at the shot of it, didn't look like that was going to be a no. Pick. And obviously he like obviously he you know is not expecting because because he Green is blocking him, so he is not expecting the ball at all. And, and plus, it just bounces off of him to have the reflexes to go and just grab the yeah. ball. Absolutely amazing play by uh, Russell Douglas. So there was some luck Who, in it. Do but... you know the backstory behind Russell Douglas? Well, he used to be Arizona practice squad. He right? used to be on the Arizona practice squad, like literally this, like like this season. It's crazy. It's crazy how, like, literally, like his whole, like, it's come completely full circle for him playing for the Packers and intercepting his former quarterback. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so, absolutely, absolutely. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll let you finish it off. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about this a little bit later, but um, yeah, we'll talk about this later in our final segment, but. I really don't think this hurts the Cardinals too much. I think, for reasons I'll talk about later, I think this was absolutely enormous for the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Like, I, I will elaborate on it strongly later. Mm. Um, but I think that this win is the reason that the Green Bay Packers should be considered probably the scariest team in the NFL right now. Wow. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that because later on in the show we will have – uh, power rankings because we, we're in week eight now because yep. we do it every we do it every uh, every four weeks so yep. power rankings will be on this episode. Uh, let's right, go on to on. the next headline. Yeah, moving on to the next story, we've got uh, Deshaun Watson trade rumors, which um, really got revamped after the past couple weeks with the trade deadline coming up. I believe November second, third, uh, one of the a, two. It's coming up very soon. It's either November second or third, um, and a lot of people are saying. I think Goodell just went on record. At, uh, or at least Ian Rappaport was on. I was watching Pat McAfee's show, and Ian yeah. Rappaport said definitively, if uh, Deshaun Watson were traded, he would be allowed to play. Wow. Now, that said, allegedly he has waived his no-trade clause for uh, Miami specifically. So, But on the other end of it, Brian Flores has said that Tua is their guy. Tua has said that he doesn't feel—he specifically said, I don't feel not wanted, mm-hmm. which is not the best vote of confidence. No. Um, but— you know, I don't know about replacing Tua, who's been not great, but he's been getting pretty hot. The I don't past get all games. this. I honestly don't get all this Tua bashing. I mean, obviously yeah. he hasn't like looked like a, a like he hasn't looked like a top ten quarterback. I'm no. not saying he hasn't, but I mean, to immediately just throw him away like this quickly. I mean, yeah, I'm and you haven't and you yeah. haven't really supported him with a ton of talent. Exactly. I mean, who who could you honestly tell me who the Miami running back is right now? Miles Gaskin, he's on my fantasy team. That's exactly <laughs> Miles Gaskin, and you're expecting Tua to be winning like game after game, and he has been winning games. I mean, not this season, but 
Yeah, I mean, he's his, been hurt he this season. He had a season. good record his first season. I mean, I really... The injury history is the reason that I would move off to... Is the reason that if I were the GM right now, I would try to move off Tua. Okay, but then but you just... But there's no way on earth well, that I go and, for Deshaun Watson. I understand that, but then you're immediately just picking up the other baggage of Deshaun Watson with yeah. all these legal, le- legal problems. Yeah, no, I, I would mean, be looking for just about anything else. Um, <laughs> I... I, I think there's going to be some backups. They're, they're betting. That are get they're, moved. The, the Dolphins are betting on what they've seen from Watson in the past. Like, his, and what they've seen in the past is reasonable. Like Watson, when healthy, talent. top. Okay, I would say top five. I mean, top three is not out of question. I mean, he's looked absolutely. He's looked like he has looked like the he, in games. He has looked like the best quarterback in the league. Like he uh, he can play like the best quarterback in the league. It's just yeah. I'll whether, move to I'll move to four just because um, Mahomes is there, Rogers, and then I think Josh Allen has officially made he, this case. The thing that stands out to me whenever I watch Watson play, his mobility in the pocket so is special. is honestly I don't know if there's a single. I mean Lamar is in terms. Lamar is more just like. Pure athleticism. Yeah, Lamar is special outside the and pocket. more just and more just sprinting out of the pocket. Deshaun same, manipulates the same pocket. Same with, like a same with Kyler. Yeah, with Deshaun, his ability to just like freely not leave the pocket, but just find the find the area in the pocket where there isn't a defender is something that I've I've honestly have never seen someone do before. And even with a pretty meh offensive line and last year not really a run game. Yeah. Like I mean what has Deshaun really been given? I mean they trade away his best receiver. And I he's mean, still and he still leads the league in passing. <laughs> and he had to work with Bill O'Brien. I mean it's yeah. an absolutely it's a it's a it's a situation that is still uh it, it it's nowhere near uh, nowhere near resolved. Yeah, it, it's we're and it might not be anytime soon. Like there's st- there's still the 22 civil lawsuits uh, and the 10 the police thing, complaints. The thing that has been really interesting to me though throughout this entire situation though is I feel like every one of these beat, report, beat reports, especially from the Houston Chronicle, is so willing. Like they want to be the one to get to get the uh, the breaking news post in first. Because mm-hmm. I was looking at my phone about this the other day and I literally said like trade has been reached. Like like it like it was official, but it's not. Like the, like. It, like people are, I feel like people are so ready to jump the gun on this one that I mean, it's definitely something to talk about, but it, it isn't a done deal yet. In fairness, it is going to break uh, the football internet once this happens. Once it fully happens, it will. The whole football world will just because it's something. This might be, I, if I'm remembering correctly, I think this might be the highest paid quarterback that would ever be traded. Really? Uh, or maybe the highest paid player to ever be traded, like especially so soon after he signed that massive deal. Yeah. Because isn't he uh, before the Dak deal? He was the second highest paid. He's he up there. The he's he's up there with like the thirty five million yeah. a year. It's yeah. Which, Deshaun Deshaun is one of the best young talents we've we've seen in the NFL for a number of years. Yeah. And but unfortunately, this all kind of this is all kind of a moot point. Whatever whatever happens, I mean, I feel I honestly still feel bad for Tua because because yeah. oh yeah because either if the trade doesn't happen, then you you then you you've been living in a, you've been you've been playing for an organization for like over a year that has essentially not wanted you. And then if you do get traded, you're going to a horrible organization with no real immediate yeah. future. I mean, what a what a horrible start for your now, for your other, career. If you were Deshaun, uh, and we're not, luckily. Um, <laughs> uh, it would be pretty cool to be that good at football. It would be very good to be that good at football. Nothing else. Yeah. Um, which other teams would you be? Would you want to look at? Obviously, he's only waived his clause for Miami, but which others would you be looking at? I mean, obviously, Carolina has been talked about. Yeah. Um, I'm looking. At it, feel, it feels like it feels like one day that Carolina's all in, and then the next day they've completely backed out. So I really don't understand what they're. I mean, I've I've heard rumors that they want to throw McCaffrey in there. I don't know if that's Please even do. true. Please get rid of McCaffrey. why? Why would you he, want to give? He rid- can't stay healthy to save his life. Okay, I, but when he's when McCaff- he is, he's a top three running back. I, I've been out on McCaffrey for I think. A year, all right, well two that's that's now. a completely different conversation. Um, in terms of other teams, I mean. 
who wants to play for the Jets? I mean, but they could be. If you, I mean, if you want to move off Zach Wilson this soon, I mean, that'd be. I think, I think it's too early. I maybe think the Giants. Maybe the Giants. I mean, are, are they done with Jano Jones? I mean, that organization's also a mess. Interesting. I, I mean, would say Broncos. I, I, Broncos I also. Would be Broncos. Great wide receiver. Maybe. Core. I mean, people might come after come after me with this one. What about Las Vegas? No, Derek Carr's too good. Derek Carr is good. Knows the system. Why? He's, why? He's still putting up MVP numbers. Who would you rather without a head coach? What, forgetting the legal issues and all the off, off field off the field stuff. Who would you rather have, Deshaun Watson or Derek Carr? Besides, this shouldn't off, even be a conversation. Besides the off the field issues, I would take I would take uh, Deshaun Watson. Obviously, but Derek Carr it's, is still it, very for, good. For me, it's not even close. I've I've for for someone who has watched a, a ton of AFC, AFC West football, I mean, it's really not even close. That's so. fair. Like we said, this situation is is far from over. We'll be obviously keeping up uh, with the situation as much as we can. Let's move on to the final headline, and that is obviously the World Series. The World Series is going on right now. Uh, the Atlanta Braves threw a combined uh, two hitter last night as they blanked the Astros two nothing, and took the series lead two to one. Uh, the Astros didn't get their first hit until the eighth inning last night, which is uh, absolutely crazy. Uh, Ian, Ian Anderson threw five no-hit innings, and it was followed by great performances by both A.J. Minter and Luke Jackson. Uh, I want to give this uh, this World Se- uh, talk about the World Series for a little bit. Um, Braves up Braves up 2-1. Uh, each game has kind of been one-sided. I mean, uh, the, Braves, the Braves turned out to like a 5 nothing lead in the first game uh, after like the first three innings. And then the second game, the Astros were up 5-1 after the second inning. Uh, and then last night's obviously the Braves were just um, on fire. I mean, with just absolutely brilliant performances out of the rotation. Um, so obviously, I think the, mo- the mo- momentum right now is with Atlanta. Uh, game four is tonight, I believe, at eight oh eight oh nine p.m. There's always the weirdest times for World Series games. Yeah, I just ran um, for my cast. I just round eight. <laughs> right. Uh, so let's talk about this. Where's 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 kind of your mind at with the World Series right now? You know, what are you kind of looking for game four? And then we'll obviously get into uh, our final prediction for the series uh, as we'll, w- once we come back on next week, the World Series will, will be over. Yeah. Um, uh, again, I don't follow baseball the closest, but from what I have you seen... You gotta follow the World Series. Oh, I, I follow the World uh, Series yeah. enough, obviously. Um, but I haven't really known how to feel about this. Obviously, the Astros were so dominant coming uh, down the stretch in playoffs. And Atlanta's kept it a little closer, but they've still played very well. So yep. this this is definitely the best of the best, I would argue. Um, I mean, like, I mean, it was definitely, I think, uh, a surprise for Atlanta to be where they certainly. are, especially with the Dodgers just being honestly one of the one of the best put together rosters that baseball's ever seen. Certainly. Um, but that but, said, yeah, just moving on from it, I really like the way the the numbers I've seen from Atlanta Com- coming from the statistics side of things. Yeah, they haven't allowed more than nine hits over the entirety of this series, which yep. is low when you consider how explosive the Astros team is. Mm. Um, they, if they can limit a team the way that they have been, I don't see why they don't start running away with this at home tonight. Because this is we got to keep in mind Here, home yeah. field advantage does does exist in baseball. Well, oh, for sure it does. Here, here's what I'm here's what I'm looking at for this game for tomorrow. Uh, the Astros have, uh, have um, tabbed Zach Greinke for the game tonight. Uh, the Atlanta Braves, as of right now, before we went on air, have not uh, named their starter. Whatever they, whatever star that the Braves do put forward, I, be, I believe Zach Greinke gets the win tonight. Okay. Um, game four in Atlanta. Um, I think the Astros. Whenever you, whenever you get no hit like that, I feel like the bats are always, you know, like a little so hotter. Yeah, they, there's obviously more of an emphasis to get going the next game. That's fair. Um. So I believe the Astros will bounce back uh, tonight. I believe you actually we could see um, a pretty high scoring uh, game tonight, but I still believe the Astros will win nevertheless. 
Um, and then you have one more game in Atlanta for Game 5, and then obviously the last two are, are in Houston. Right. Because of uh, I because of the momentum of of winning, I'm bet, I'm betting everything I'm, on this take. I'm betting that every, that the Astros are absolutely going to be winning Game Four tonight. Okay. Um, game Five, I'm not sure, but because because of the Game Four win tonight, I believe those last two games in Houston will be huge, and that is why kind of transitioning to who we're going to be uh, who who were who we're going to be uh, think is going to be winning the series. I got Astros in seven. I believe the Astros will come back. Um, after even after being nearly no hit in the in the World Series, I believe the Astros will come back and win the World Series in 2021, and still be causing all all of baseball fans so much pain, even after everything that's gone down in Houston over the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I feel like I mention this every week, but I'm such a narrative guy. And yeah. Either way, the narrative of this is so great. This is either, oh, for sure. This yeah. is either the Houston Astros cleaning up their act, coming back, being a solid team. Well, allegedly, they might have been stealing signs. We, we, we still have no idea. I mean, no we're all, we're not we're not accusing anyone of no, anything. we're not going to accuse them of we, that. We all know what happened. Yeah. We all know what happened. Yeah. Um, but on the other side of it, the team in shambles, Atlanta, making a final push at the trade deadline. Yep. It's some, that's got to be something special. The season yeah. was about to be a wash. They were going to call it the quits. And just and just, and just the – and just the narrative of taking down the Dodgers. Exactly. Exactly. And so if they do that, that's that's good coaching. That's yeah. all time managing. That's plus, all time like, heart from a team. Plus, they just have a team of just a lot of a lot of guys you can just kind of root for. I mean, I, like I I love Freddie Freeman. I've I've watched him play for many years now. He's he's definitely one of my favorite players throughout the league. Um, Austin Riley has been an absolute monster both uh, in the later half of yeah. the season and just throughout the entire postseason. Um, Eddie Rosario is a great player. I mean, there's there's a lot of people that you can you know kind of get behind and root for in, in the World Series this year. Oh, definitely. But uh, in terms of my final prediction, I really think with with these next two games at home, I think the Braves have every opportunity to start rolling. And I think even if they lose tonight, I think they'll keep it close. I think you. I think we agree that it'll. Be I don't think. A yeah, I don't think game. it's going to be a blowout. I'm just saying that the Astros are going to bounce back with the bats tonight, and for sure. With that said, I don't see Houston taking more than one more game off of them. So I'm going to take the Braves in six to win the World Series. Okay, so you're not even going to go to the seventh game. You're I don't. Gonna... I don't think we get to a seventh game. Wow. All right. So you, I got Astros in seven. But we both uh, agree that it ends in Houston. I don't think. I don't. Oh, think for sure. Going I, yeah. Down four. Astros. Yeah. Astros are absolutely. I'm. I, I've, I've said this probably ten times now. The Astros are winning Game Four tonight. I'll bet anything on it. Okay. All right. So yeah, you got I got Astros in seven. You got Braves in six. Uh, let's take a short break and then we'll come back. We'll be doing our NFL Week Eight preview. End your day with a smile by tuning into Over the Moon, VIC Radio's happiest specialty show. Listen every week Thursday, eleven p.m. to twelve a.m. Your FM alternative. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We must advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. You made it through another long week, and there's no better way to celebrate than taking a trip down the scenic route on VIC Radio. Join us every Friday night at 10 as we explore the best of folk and Americana, stopping at all our classic favorites and discovering a new, unique voices along the way. Sit back and enjoy the view, only on VIC Radio. 
And welcome back to HQI Sports here on VIC Radio. Uh, it is that time of the week again. We're going to be doing our NFL Week 8 preview. Uh, once again, Parker, um, not a ton of headline matchups a this week. A terrible docket. It's not horrible. I mean, it's... It, last I mean, week was way worse. It, 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 or yes, I would argue last week was probably worse than this week, but still not a ton of headline matchups, but still any week, in, any, any week that you got NFL football on is obviously a great week in, in, in the world. Well, uh, Ravens are on by, so it's not that Okay, what's what's Let's tone down. Let's tone down <laughs> the Ravens talk, please. Uh, let's start though with Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Uh, very interesting game here, though. Um, I think uh, we got well, obviously, division game here in the NFC South. Um, this is the Jameis Winston revenge game. Uh, I mean, for how much that's worth. I mean, I'm, I won. I've been falling. I mean, I, well, first of all, before you can get to, before you can get to the game, I mean. What are your thoughts on Jameis Winston? How, like, how, like, what, like, what have you seen from him so far this season? I mean, has he taken the steps from? Have, have you seen set him step, taking steps to improve? I mean, I mean, the interception numbers are down. I mean, what's 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 your thoughts on Jameis Winston at, at this point in the season? That's the thing I was going to say is that is the issue with Jameis Winston. His his problem has never been his arm. He has a cannon. Um, he's pretty accurate when he's not throwing picks. Um. <laughs> Which is quite, which is quite a statement. It's, yeah, it's but quite a statement. when when he wasn't throwing picks in Tampa, he was a very good quarterback. Yeah, um, he's he. I. It, it's no wonder that he was a number one overall pick. Not it, in it, the ma- least. it makes sense. And he got LASIK, so he can see a little better. Yeah, he, <laughs> the, uh, the Jameis Winston just the whatever whatever t- time you're looking at Jameis Winston's career is always interesting. Exactly. There's always there's always something in, in the Jameis Winston world. Um, but to get, to get back to the game uh, uh, specifically, Tampa Bay has obviously been a absolutely incredible team to start the season. Um, obviously, I have that one loss uh, to the Rams back in I think week three or four. Uh, I can't remember at this point. Um, four, I think. I think four, yeah. And then um, New Orleans is also an interesting team. Um, they're four and two, um, and have a couple nice wins uh, at New England and obviously that week one uh, slaughter of Green Bay. And then, uh, but they also have a couple of pretty bad losses. They lost to the Giants and they lost to the Panthers, um, which Panthers at the time wasn't At this ba- point, losing to the Panthers. At, at, that's what I was going to say. They lost to the Panthers, I think, back in week two, which was back then fine, but now that's they not. had They had CMC, so it's, it's they did. arguably the, yeah, okay. So, yeah, the Panthers, the Panthers when healthy aren't a terrible team, but still at this point, you, you, you should probably, you should still be beating, you should, you should be beating the Panthers. Quick, um, quick digression. We're, we're all out on Sam Darnold, right? Oh, I, I, I mean. I tried to hang on. I'm I mean, out. I was trying to convince you. I mean, I was trying to pull you to the. I was trying to get you onto the lifeboat. I mean, but you just wanted to stick I, in the water. I, I wanted to believe in him, and he's let me down <laughs> time and again. Come on, I, Sam. I mean, I mean, I I don't understand. I mean, that's a whole a whole other conversation. I, I had but, a friend. I one of my close friends is a Jets fan, like a lifelong Jets fan. And I he, mean, we're. I mean, I'm surrounded by Jets fans. Yeah, but, well, we both are. But, but the, he believe he was one of the Jets fans who blamed Adam Gaze entirely. But yeah. he thought that the, he wanted to move off of Sam, obviously, right? Um, because number two overall pick in such a good quarterback class. But uh, he he was never he never thought Sam was the problem. I don't think Sam was the problem, but like we always say, he wasn't the solution. He's not the solution. If he's and not the if he's right not the problem, he like better problem. be the solution. But he's not the solution. And so. now he's looking like a problem. Yeah. So and the whole yeah the whole car- the whole uh, quarterback situation in Carolina is an absolute mystery right now. But uh, getting, back on topic. Back back on back on the game at hand. Um, like I said, New Orleans is kind of a it, it's a team that's been definitely under the radar. I mean, people were kind of writing him off uh, after that Panthers loss and the Giants loss, but. I mean, they're still here at four and two, and you got to remember, Parker, this is a team that has not had 
Drew Brees as their starting as their starting quarterback. Like this is this is completely uncharted territory for yeah. many for many Saints, Especially Saints fans. Especially for Sean Payton, who was I mean, not great. I mean, barring a, a Drew Brees injury, he's been the starter for over a decade. Yeah. And now that and then now uh, when your first quarterback not named Drew Brees is Jameis Winston with all the all the storylines surrounding him, I mean, it's it's definitely going to be a change of series, especially when you don't have uh, someone like Michael Thomas around. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a completely different situation. And for where they are right now, four and two in the season, it's really not that bad of it's. If you if you told Saints fans that coming into the season you would start after six games you'd be four and two I mean like they'd be very happy I'd be fine with I that be- is that better than they were last year I I, they, I don't I don't they might have come out of a cannon last year and slowed down they I think might that's what it I was. mean they were amazing back uh, in 2019 but oh yeah but I mean like I said where they are right now is is obviously is nothing to be slouched about they've been playing they've they've been playing some pretty good football yeah. I mean but uh, Tampa Bay has also been on a, on a completely different level. I mean, Tom Brady has, has has aged nothing. He's obviously he's arguably gotten younger uh, yeah. as he's gotten older. Yeah. I mean, twenty one touchdowns, three inter- only three interceptions with three hundred and twenty five yards per game, uh, just absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous. And and Bay's offense in general. I mean, thirty three point uh, three points per game, which is third in the league, and they're third to, they're fourth in the league in third down conversions. So you really can't. You can't even get him off the field. Weren't two of those picks in the first game against the Cowboys? They might have been. So I think he's throw. If I'm remembering correctly, he, yeah, because one of them was the garbage time, like halftime pick that that shouldn't really count. Yeah. So he's thrown two actual interceptions versus 21 touchdowns, which is ridiculous. I mean, he he this from him going in from him being in that New England very, uh, I wouldn't say pedestrian offense, but very not non-creative offense. No stars. And yeah. then and then transitioning to Bruce Arians' air raid offense and just having virtually no problems with it at all. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Leonard, Leonard Fournette's looking great. Um, Mike Evans is still amazing. Chris Godwin. Antonio Brown's hurt. Gronk's hurt. But yeah. they will be coming back soon. I mean, I mean, he's only got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I mean, my God. How, oh, only 2,000 yards I mean, receivers. How I mean, Jesus. How, how hard can it be? Um, but, yeah. Tampa Bay's been this absolutely guy. on a roll. Um, but this New Orleans, New Orleans defense actually has been playing pretty well. Um, their pass defense... Uh, they've all, they've been allowing only a seventy three point five passer rating, which is second in the league, which is very good. Uh, and then completion percentage is also third lowest, which is great. Um, and then Jameis, like we were talking about, thirteen touchdowns, three interceptions, one hundred two one hundred two point four passer rating. I mean, and it's it's worth it's not, saying it's nothing. He's not going to win MVP, but right, I but mean, it's, he, and it's worth saying they have AK still. Uh, yeah. They have Alvin Kamara, and they have they generate a decent run game. So a lot of those touchdowns, it, it would be his numbers would probably be a little higher if their yeah. run game wasn't quite so good. So that's worth mentioning. Yeah, Alvin Kamara is going to be an absolute. Um, he's always a star. He's he, well, I think he could be easily uh, the biggest difference maker in this game because if you've been looking at the last couple games for Tampa Bay, not the run, the run, well, the run, run defense, defense the run defense. defense also has not been very good. Their defense in general, they because they they lost Levante David, who is um, their very 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 good uh, linebacker, um, who's been absolutely essential for helping the run defense, which he is gone. Um, I I I definitely expect I definitely expect the run, uh, you know. Uh, the screen game to be used a lot. I mean, it it it. it New Orleans is a very interesting team. I've said that uh, way too many times. But we, did you know that New Orleans has actually attempted the fewest amount of passes in the entire NFL? That is actually it's kind of very, shocking. It's Since, a very interesting because Kamara is a receiving back. Like he's yeah. he's very similar to CMC in that way. Um, so that that's really shocking. Though. I mean, Alvin. I mean, Alvin Kamara has been. I mean, basically the guy who. Along with Jameis Winston is, I mean, they they are the offense. That yeah, is that 100%. is the offense. Now, going to my side of this, I need to preface this by saying that none of what I'm about to say 
is against Jameis Winston. I do not think Jameis Winston is the problem here. All right. But I think this is probably one of the more overhyped games I've seen this season because really? of all the stuff from last season. There, there is that narrative of uh, they got swept in Divi- Tampa Bay got swept in division last year and then wiped them in in the playoffs. Mm. Um, and Jameis has been good, but who have the Saints played? They have one win over the Packers, which we all kind of agree is a fluke now because Aaron Rodgers hadn't played with the team yet. Um, and since then, the Saints haven't beaten a team that is uh, over or at 500. Right. Um, and I think Monday Night Football kind of exposed a lot of their weaknesses. That was a pathetic game. It was. Uh, you could call it a defensive struggle. I call it a failure. Okay. Um, 14 to 17 is – if I had given that prediction of a score, you would have called me out for saying that this was football from 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I, that's, exa- that's exactly what I would have said. Exactly. So, so yeah. they – the Super Bowl champs are on the other side of the ball, which can't be understated. They no. haven't looked amazing. No. They, they haven't been nearly as good as they were down the stretch last year. That's fine. Uh, they've had an easier, easy-ish schedule, but they've played their only loss. They, they, they played, at least. Um, which was the Rams. It was not the best game, but they played. Mm. Um, and then the rest, the only other game that was relatively close was against the Cowboys, who we now kind of see as contenders. Um, I, I would think you would be going with the narrative here since you are you claim to be the narrative guy. Well, then the, there's not, a, I don't see a narrative here. All right, other, other than maybe Jameis against his old team, but it's been two years. He can, he can suck it up. I mean, um, we, we, we talk about Sam Darnold with, you know, going back and playing the Jets. that was immediately I after. Mean, uh, there, I don't think there's grudge here, and Jameis has even said that there's not like there's not much feeling there. Uh, he's still obviously. I mean, be he did throw 30 players. interceptions in the season. I mean, what did you want Tampa Bay to do? But this is this is nothing. This is nothing like um, like Tampa Patriots earlier this season. Oh no, no, no! The, I'm not saying that. So, I'm just saying there, there. I think like there is. I mean, as much as Jameis is probably telling people there isn't a grudge here. I mean, obviously there probably is right. a little bit of a grudge here in terms of his. Feelings just towards the team. I honestly have. I honestly don't even know what to speculate here. Yeah. I th- they could be fine. They could be not. I'm not sure. All I'm th- all I'm saying here is I think the Saints team is a team that obviously isn't as good as Tampa Bay, but definitely could give Tampa Bay a fight. I think they've got heart. And Sean Payton's a good coach. I don't. I don't doubt that. I th- well, I think if they had the right game plan on offense, they can go head to head with with Tampa Bay. Now that Antonio Brown is hurt and Gronk is hurt. Um and their defense that can get after the quarterback. I mean, Tom Brady obviously has, like, the quickest um, snap-to-release rate yeah. in oh. the league. But, oh, yeah. I mean, don't just roll your eyes at this game. I think this game c- could surprise a lot now, of people. Now, before you give me your prediction, I do want to point out, because we were talking statistics a little earlier, the Bucks are – their offense is second in the league in total yards. Yeah. And, yes, their defense is not great, but they're ninth in yards allowed and tenth in points allowed, which is not bad. No. So – they haven't been special, but they also haven't been against super quality opponents. So I won't I won't give them too much credit because I won't give them credit on the other side of it either. Um, but their defense hasn't been quite as bad as the eye test says they have been because right. they're giving up some big plays, but they're not giving up. Bruce Arians always sells the nothing cheap, nothing deep. Yeah, and I think they've been going with that. I, I think they're not giving a lot of dink and dunk yards. They're mm-hmm. giving up some big plays, which I think is forgivable when you have Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, Chris Godwin. When you're healthy, you've got Gronk and you've got AB. Yeah, I, I think I think that's forgivable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, give me your prediction. So, as much as I want to probably go with the upset here, um, which is the Saints winning this game. I'm going to still go with Tampa Bay, but I have it. I have it being an incredibly entertaining and close game. Um, I feel like I feel like this game could go either way. Still, 
Um, I think this game could be ultimately decided by either, you know, a final fourth quarter drive or maybe a missed uh, PAT or two. Something just something Ooh, we're just, get to that. just something just something like that. So um, for for a score prediction for this game, I do have Tampa Bay still coming out on top, but in a very close game. Tampa Bay wins this game 35-34. Oh, you you have New Orleans covering the spread. Interesting. Oh, oh, oh for sure. All I right. feel like New Orleans will they're going to this will be a true test to where New Orleans is at this point in the season. Yeah, I I'm I'm very much on the other side of it. I don't hate New Orleans. I have nothing against New Orleans. Uh special and I would love to see the Bucks lose because who doesn't like seeing the Super Bowl champs fall from grace when they've looked so hot this season. Um especially since they're 6 and 1 right now. Um, but I don't see a reality in which the Bucks need to be concerned about this game. Um, I'm going to take Tampa 35-24. So, okay, so you don't expect New Orleans to cover the spread. You expect... I expect pretty... a two-score game. Okay, all right. Uh, so, yeah, let's move on to um, our final game of the NFL Week 8 preview, which is uh, the Sunday night game this week. Uh, that is Dallas versus Minnesota. Um, another game that has... Um, that does have potential. I will give it potential. Um, yeah. Both teams are interesting uh, coming off buys, uh, which I think is pretty uh, – I mean, I, I think that could – I feel like that favors one team more than the other. Fun um, thing Fun thing about this game, uh, I believe last week you called the Cowboys your most overrated team in the league, wait, and I, I called the Vikings I my was most just underrated gonna, I team. I was just going to get to – because we did the over and underrated segment uh, last week, and for my most overrated team, I did put Dallas here. Um I, I'm I'm still I mean I'm I I mean they haven't played since I've said that since I've yeah, made that take so it's, there's nothing I mean there's nothing really to go against the me take still. has not aged no it hasn't it, aged well or poorly it's just it's aged. just it's still out there it's still waiting to be uh, judged by the football gods um, so yeah but this uh, this is this is a game where I Minnesota is very similar and I think to New Orleans because I think I believe they're three and three and I believe they. They could. I feel like their record could be a lot of different things. I mean, Kirk Cousins. I think people know if you listen to me before how I feel about Kirk Cousins. Um, their defense, also Minnesota, is pretty good. I mean, I just think like they don't have a lot of spark to them. Exactly, I, I, it's better than it was, but it's not. That's not saying much, right? And I mean, if you, I mean, I made I made my Dallas take uh, last week. I mean. They've there's there's no denying they've they've looked very good so far. They have lots of great stats. I mean, the Dallas offense is averaging thirty four point two points per game, which is first in the entire NFL. Um, but who they've played, and we we got into that last week, and now I mean Minnesota isn't the biggest test of all, but they're definitely not just a, a team you can just kind of roll over. Yeah, they're finally uh, playing a solid. Middle and team. this is a this is a, like I said, this is a defense with Minnesota that you cannot look past. I mean, the Minnesota pass rush. Uh, is twenty has twenty one sacks on the season, which is tied for first in the entire NFL. Um, and their sole first possession and and uh, pressure rate. Um, and then obviously they're led by that on that D line by uh, uh, Danielle Hunter. I'm saying that name right. Dan- I think uh, so. Yeah, Danielle Hunter. Whatever. I think it's Danielle Hunter. Danielle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with six sacks, uh, six tackles for loss, and ten uh, quarterback hits on the season. And then also on that back end, uh, Minnesota is only allowing an 87.5 passer rating on the season and a 61.3 completion percentage, which is uh, eighth and fifth in the league. I mean, what wh- what are you seeing for this game? Are you are you sensing an upset? You know, what's your what's your feel? I I have such conflicting feelings about this game because Dallas is terrifying this season, especially it, since Zeke is largely back in form. 
I would be so scared about playing this Cowboys team. I was I was so not to interrupt you, but I was so not on the side of when people were trying to write, were, were, were trying to write off Zeke specifically. Oh, I, I was like it was it was a game or two into the season. I mean, come on, the guy's been the guy's been producing in NFL every every single time he stepped on the field. La- for, last for the year most was just part. so bad that I was, I, I, I thought I it was going to carry but on. Like he he's shown you he's shown you this year he's still a, he is wrong. still a completely formidable back. But go ahead. Yeah, but moving on from here, after last week's showing against the Panthers, it's it's the Panthers. Yeah, and it, but they ruined them. They did. Um. So I I like seeing. But it's the this, Panthers. It's the Panthers with Sam Darnold, who has now the, been benched. But the defense was not the problem on the Panthers. Uh, historically, uh, or at least this season, at least the defense has not been the problem. Matt Rule's a pretty good defensive coach, um, with with a good offensive scheme, but mostly defensive. Um, so seeing them get blown out like that was kind of a big deal. Um, but the Cowboys have been great this year. But like we talk about, who have they played? Right. Um, the the only really good team they played against, uh, other than the Chargers, they squeaked out a win against the Chargers. That is iffy. Um, but they lost to the Bucks and kept it so close. Uh, and then everything else has been kind of meh. Now, if Dalvin Cook is healthy, I expect a good day from him. But the story for the Vikings is Kirk Cousins. Now, nice. I know you don't like him. Primetime Kirk. Exactly. This is pri- <laughs> exactly what I was about to say. This is Sunday Night Football, and Kirk Cousins shrinks under the lights, historically. Um, that said, this is kind of the best he's looked since his Pro Bowl year two years ago, or maybe this before is, that. Well, this is this is the make-it-break-a-year for, for exactly. Kirk. Exactly. He could get moved. He could get cut. Uh, they, they're taking the meat of his contract They have too right much now. talent on, on the offensive side of the ball to just waste. I mean, Dalvin Cook is a top-five running back in the league when healthy. Um, which after, Justin Jefferson is looking like a stud. Justin Jefferson yeah. is, for him being, would you, who? I mean, it doesn't really matter. I was going to say, who do you think is the number one receiver in Minnesota? I mean, Adam Thielen, you can't. <laughs> Adam Thielen's great. I think at this point it's probably Justin Jefferson because of his explosiveness. Really? Okay, Th- Thielen's they're one, getting... they're one and two. It doesn't it doesn't matter exactly. I mean, but they're, to have both of them is is it's it's one of the best wide receiver tandems in all football, if not the best. Plus, Alexander Madison, when Dalvin Cook was out, proved himself to be an actual threat. So their yeah. play action game is definitely more threatening now. No matter who you see in their backfield, right? Which is important in this league right now. Yeah. The RPO is so dominant right mm-hmm. now. Um, we've seen that proven against a lot of good teams. And their defense has stepped up, and 22 points per game really isn't that bad. I think it's top 10. Uh, no, no, no. It's right in the middle of the pack. It's like 15 or something. Um, but the final point I'll make is their record. Um, like I talked about last week, the Vikings lost. They were 0-2 against who are now teams who are now two of the best teams in the league, uh, the Bengals and Arizona. Um, and they were and they kept it close against uh, divisional rival games. We all know, all football fans know, division division games are always going to be pretty close. Yes, uh, and the Lions have been playing with heart. This unless year. unless it's the AFC East, but go ahead. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. Forgot about last week, all fifty-two right. or something. Yeah. Um, but so I don't have a ton of faith in the Vikings down the stretch, but this is totally winnable for them. All this is assuming that I'm right about the Cowboys being ready to regress. Zeke has looked like a Pro Bowler again. Uh, and, then have, and then have Tony Pollard behind him, who, exactly. also, who also looks great. And Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb are both on pace to be 1,000-yard receivers again. Uh, so this could be me bashing my head against the wall for the sake of being right about the Vikings being underrated. But I think the Vikings are good enough to take this. Okay. Um, predictions? I'll, I'll let you go. You're, you're, going, you're on a roll. All right. Um, so the... I'm coming back to narrative. All right. The, the Cowboys this year, uh, not Always the Cowboys. Always comes back to narrative. The Vikings this year have been made or broken by field goals. Yep. So I'm going to say that this comes down to a field goal. This is a field goal game. 
I'm going to say 30 to 28 Vikings, but right. I cannot for the life of me decide if this is the Vikings whose kicker I do not know making a field goal mm-hmm. or if this is the Greg Zerline, Greg the Leg Zerline missing a kick. I'll let you I'll let you look up who the Minnesota kicker is as I give my uh prediction here. Honestly, as I sit here right now, I still haven't made my prediction. I'm literally just doing this on the fly. I did list the Cowboys as my most overrated team in the NFL. And I'm not backing down from that take, not even close. But you hated my Minnesota take. I didn't didn't hate the Minnesota take. You did not like this Minnesota take. Uh, Okay, well, here's what I'll say. I believe, I believe, whenever you have a close game, I always look at a couple factors. You know, uh, it could be third down percentages. It could be... uh, Bye weeks, whatever. I, I mentioned the bye week earlier. I think that actually would favor Minnesota in this case. Um, I feel like Zimmer, for someone who's been in the, in the league for a while, uh, can use the bye week to the best of his the best of his ability. But I feel I wanted you to go a little bit deeper on this point. We have Kirk Cousins prime time. I mean, it's never. I can't. I can't take. You can't, I can't bet on I can't, it. I can't. I can't bet on it. I just. I just can't. I mean, Kirk Cousins. I mean. You're, you could be a funny guy, you know. There's I I can watch Kirk Cousins memes all day long, but still, like, I just can't do it. I mean, I'm not, I'm still not even that big of a Dak fan, but I gotta take the Cowboys in this game. Um, it's I I agree it's gonna be a very close game, but I'll take the Cowboys here. Thirty, let's go thirty-one twenty-seven. Oh, okay. So thirty-one thirty-one twenty-seven. Almost my score reversed, and I will say. So I'm putting all my faith in number one, the second-year kicker, place kicker, out of Florida Atlantic, Greg Joseph. Greg Joseph. A man shout that out, I have Shout out to you, Greg. Yeah, shout out to Greg Joseph. I hope you have a good game tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, Barker, let's take a short break here. Um, when we come back, uh, we'll get into the segment that I think everyone's been waiting for, and that is, your, and as of course, Parker's Power Rankings. You will not want to miss that. It's been a long day, so why not take the scenic route home? Tune in for a variety of folk music every Friday, 10 to 11 p.m., right here on VIC Radio. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We must advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. Hey everyone, we here at VIC are hosting a virtual benefit concert in support of Southside Community Center in Ithaca. It will be streamed live on VICradio.org and YouTube with acts like Samo B. Lupowitz, Vestments, Library of Egress, and Headline by Ex-Ambassadors. So tune in or watch live October 23rd at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube or VIC Radio, your FM alternative. And welcome back to HGI Sports here on VIC Radio. Uh, coming down to the end of the show, and you, of course, know what that means. It is time for Parker's Power Rankings. We do every we do this uh, every four weeks Let's during go. the NFL season. Uh, Parker, I know you spend way too much time uh, for this segment beforehand, so let's get straight into it. Who are the top five teams in the NFL right now? Call it. Am I going five to one or one to five? Let's go five to one. All right. Um, I will say my honorable mentions are a tie between the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, just tie. That out there. I How are those teams tie. tied? Because I think if you play that game ten times, I think it's. Do we know? Can, right can we? Can we? Can we quickly circle back to what happened last week? Uh, we talked about that game substantially. Hey, 
There is there. It's that in, was it's in division. that there was that was that a was hard dem- to watch. An absolute slaughter yes. of the of the Baltimore Ravens. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. I'm not going to deny it. We can, <laughs> we can get into that later. We can Wait. we can talk about this. We're going to talk about this off air because they're not on the top five. They're not. But which um, we, it would be it would be insane if they were. Hey, hey we'll note uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna call me a homer here. Where's your team? I mean, we don't have to get into that. Yeah, all right. We'll move on. I'm a I'm a yeah, we I'm petty. It's we're fine. doing power rankings here. We're not this isn't a therapy session. <laughs> all right. So number 5, this is probably the only pick that I feel kind of iffy about. I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right. Um, we talked about it earlier. Uh I their offense is as good as they've always been uh, or at least as good as they've always been under Brady. Still explosive. Their defense is better than we're giving them credit for because I test doesn't quite check out on them. That said, I like my eye test, so I'm still worried about it. <laughs> All right. Um, my eye test hasn't failed me before because I think four of three of my teams are still here from last time we did this. Did your eye test check out against the Ravens? Just, just quickly adding that in. Oh. <laughs> hey, no picks. Honestly, I'm starting to think Lamar doesn't win a game unless he throws at least one stupid pick. It, it, it may, it might very well be true. Yeah. Uh, who's your, now, who's your, who's your fourth team? Number four, we have the L.A. Rams. Um, okay. As explosive as ever, their defense is starting to show out. Jalen Ramsey had that game icing pick. What do you think of the just quickly? What do you think of the uh, Deshaun Jackson uh, requesting a trade just kind of out of nowhere? I think he has every right to have an ego. He yeah. is a he's a Super Bowl winning wide receiver. Um, so I understand Cooper Cup is looking like an absolute star. I, he's I, the number three or four receiver. on I that don't team, get what so. he's thinking though. Like he's thirty four years old. He's never been like he could win a ring with this. He could win another exactly. Ring with this team. Like why like. Do you do you honestly ex- do you honestly expect yourself to go to a different team mid season and just immediately be like a number two receiver? I mean, come on. I'll be honest. If he went to the Ravens, he would be. Like, I'm just <laughs> I'm just speaking from the only experience I have. I'm not saying I necessarily want him. Or I, I don't I don't personally understand. I mean, obviously he can do whatever he wants. I just right, personally don't. Understand I think it's it. a bad call, but it's his decision to make, and I understand the reasoning because even if they go to the Super Bowl and win it, and he gets that ring, he wouldn't be the number two, or number one, or number two receiver, which I'm assuming is what he wants after being right. that in in Philly for so long and a couple other places. I think. Or was it just Philly? I'm not sure. I mean, they're probably they're probably there's probably they're another probably, team in there. Yeah. Um, but moving on to number three, we have the Buffalo Bills. They're coming off of their bye after a loss against Tennessee that is not their fault. Uh, Josh Allen's foot not slipped. their fault. Josh Allen's okay, foot slipped. I'll, I'll address that. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with it yeah. when we get to it. I do not blame the Bills for that loss. It was um, it was a messy game. They were due for a loss. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't like teams to win too much. I don't like extremely dominant teams. I think underdogs usually do a lot better once it comes to playoffs and stuff. Look, look at the Buccaneers last year, uh, very rough opening to the season, amazing down the stretch, and then just rolled for playoffs. Um, yeah, we can get back, we can circle back to that. Number two, the Arizona Cardinals. Now they were going to be my number one, but as we talked about earlier, Kyler Murray had a slower game, a step back game, which I don't hate. Again, I think a team coming back with a vengeance is much better, especially after this was, which was a heartbreaker. This was a real heartbreaker on Thursday. He literally was on on the on the field, like laying down, like yeah. hands over. It was it, especially since it was you very are, it was very meme worthy. If Just, you're if you're the front runner for MVP, you you can't have a game like that. But their team is still so good. It's a it's an it's a ridiculously good team. But. As I talked about earlier, I think I alluded to it. Number one, I was thinking about it, and it's not even a question at this point. Number one, I left them off my power rankings, is the Green Bay Packers. Um, they are so – this is just Aaron Rodgers, man. I was so ready – Get you that discount, man. I, that discount double check. 
or, or the uh, the Rogers rate. That's, Rogers what, rate. that's what it's called. There's now. so there's so much stuff. It's so funny. I love those commercials. Um, but the Packers, I was so ready for this game to be ruinous for them. Uh, a good Cardinals D line uh, should be a good no, match for Aaron no Jones. Devontae Adams, no no no, Devon- no Lazard. My narrative for the Green Bay Packers this season has been: What can you do if you don't have Devontae Adams? And they showed me that they can put up 24 points, which is enough to beat most mediocre teams when you have a good defense. Now, they beat a great team with a very good defensive showing, and they did it without Tay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers played great. I think one pick, no picks. I don't have have the stats with me right now. I should. Regardless, played lights out. It was, they scored for the entirety of the game. They came back from – they were up at half and just rolled from there, 10-7, to 7, so they had a 14-point second half. It was, it was such a good showing without your star receiver who can make plays that maybe no one else in the league can. So I think it's not a question that the Green Bay Packers have to be number one. All right, so you got – you have the honorable mentions in Baltimore and Cincinnati, and then number five, Tampa, number four, uh, the Rams, number three, Buffalo – Number two, Arizona, and number one, Green Bay. That is correct. All right. So, quick notes: four NFC teams, uh, which the is NFC is so which, which is which is interesting to me. I can't I can't understand Arizona not being number one. That game does not move the needle enough for me because I obviously I believe I you literally said it. If if that game if we had done this on Wednesday or literally th- or, or or Thursday afternoon, Arizona would be number one. Yes. I mean, but Arizona. If AJ Green knows what play they're running, they probably win that game, and you wouldn't have changed up. So I'm tempted to agree with you. My my reasoning is simply: I did not think that the Packers were capable of winning if Devontae Adams didn't play. It's true, it's very true. So it's a good point. And that was the only thing that held them back last time we did this from them being in my top five. Was they did, I did, but not the, trust but them. now they've lost Robert Tonyan for the entire year of a torn ACL. Absolutely, uh, absolutely, and that's not great. But I think they're shopping for a tight end right now, which I don't well, know. Well, fortunately, Zach Ertz is not on the market unfortunately. anymore. Unfortunately, oh, that's the, this Cardinals defense is going to be uh, offense is going to be so freaking good it's, once he learns that playbook. It's a, it's it's a very it's a very good offense. Don't get me wrong, I don't expect this and to then, be permanent, but you, man, the Packers look good right now. And then my other point, well, I have a couple other points. Um, I'd argue Tampa could be higher. A little bit. Um, I think I'm a bigger fan of them than maybe even you are. That's I mean, fair. Tom Brady has been—he's been nothing short of just absolutely spectacular. He's been great. I—I I don't have an issue with that idea. I would put. Um, here's yeah. what I would do. I would. I think. I think honestly, the three, four, and five teams—Buffalo, the Rams, it's and Tampa Bay—they could all. They honestly are all the same ranking to me. Like I honestly don't see any. Because like, I know I know the Rams beat Tampa Bay, but honestly, I don't think Tampa Bay was showing everything they had uh, in their locker. Right. Um, and then Buffalo obviously had that loss against Tennessee, which uh, I don't know how you could say is not their fault. Um, but I want I want Rams Bucks and playoffs. I want it so badly. That's it would be, be that would game. be a phenomenal game, especially for like an NFC Championship game. That oh, yeah. that would be phenomenal. Um, so yeah, like I said, number three and four and five could honestly just be the same ranking for me. Um, the other thing that I would say, well, two things, both where is Tennessee and also Dallas? I mean, they've lost one game all year. Where's where's the love for them? I mean, your 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 honorable mentions didn't even mention them. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll hit both of those. The disrespect. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit both. I definitely like the Cowboys, but it's just our point that we keep talking about. I don't know who they've played that is worth mentioning. I mean, other, we'll, we'll see. We'll see game. what happens. We'll see what happens this Sunday night. Yeah, th- this will be an important game because it's prime time. It's a lot of pressure. This is what the what this is could should be the determiner of what they should look like down the stretch. Um. 
And in Tennessee, some people have Tennessee as like their top two teams right I now. I do not trust Tennessee. Now, they look good, but it's looking like their receivers might be injury prone. And again, if you, if you go up against a good team who knows how to stop Derrick Henry, what can you do? I don't think the Bills lose. I think the Bills win that game against Tennessee nine out of ten times. I think they. I think they ran into the one time that they lose that game. So I think if this happens in wild cards or playoffs, that doesn't happen again. All right. And that, so then, if you look at it that way, Tennessee's three and three, or something like that, maybe four and three. Yeah. Um. Regardless, and then this week I have them losing to the Colts. Uh, I think really. I think up against a good enough D line, Carson wins. I think enough people at this point have figured out how to stop Derrick Henry that you just it's just a question of personnel and coaching. So I think wow. if you're up against a good if you have a good enough coach and a good enough defensive line, if you stop Derrick Henry, the Tennessee Titans are not the Tennessee Titans. I mean, I thought I was harsh uh, when I talk about Derrick Henry, but my God, that's I love I love Derrick Henry, but they're so reliant on him being great. I mean, they won last week without him. They did win. They did win last week with him largely tied down. I don't. I don't trust Ryan Tannehill then to do that consistently. That's fair. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is a very fine quarterback. He is not special. No, uh, and I and I don't, I don't think anyone would argue that Ryan Tannehill has you know the it factor or anything like that. Um, but yeah, so uh, just to go over it one more time: Tampa Bay. Uh, L.A. Rams, Buffalo Bills, Arizona Cardinals, and Green Bay Packers go uh, for, go, our, for our power rankings this week. That is going to wrap up our show today, Parker. Uh, thank you all for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, every Saturday at noon here on VIC Radio. Uh, be sure to also check out HGI Sports on all social media platforms. And go listen to HGI Sports on all podcast platforms. We upload to all those as well. Uh, there will also be more exclusive content uploaded uh, aside from our Just This Weekly Radio Show coming up very soon uh, here on YouTube and probably also just on podcasts as well. So I'll be sure to be, look, be on the lookout for that if you guys are fans. But, yeah, that is going to wrap up our, our show here on this Saturday. You guys have, have a very nice Halloween weekend. Happy Halloween, everyone. Uh, this is Parker Hollandunner. This is Josh Hobbs, and this is H2Guys Sports. See you guys next time. I'll take F.